can't sleep Ain't no sleep a coming I'm just lying here thinking about you I'm in deep Falling deep into the picture In my mind of everything we're gonna do Over at the lake and down by the river You can feel it start to rise I wanna jump in my car Go wherever you are Cause I need you by my side It's gonna be
Hello, good evening, good afternoon, and all that kind of stuff. Wherever it is, I guess it's day, it's morning somewhere out there. So we'll just say howdy to everybody out there. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable. I'm Tom, W5KUB, and uh, we're glad you're with us tonight. If you're out there listening on International Shortwave on world-famous WBCQ on 7490, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, send us an email to tom at w 5 kub dot com um, at w5kub.com let us know where in the world you are and how you're hearing the station and so forth uh the station is coming to you out of monticello maine that's right up on the border of maine and canada so we're way up here in the northeast uh, gonna have a good show for you tonight got some great uh great segments lined up for you like to ask everybody, if you will, hit that subscribe button. It helps us out a whole lot. Now, I'm going to help you out here. See that little arrow I'm sticking right there? 
I want you to look down here and you should have a subscribe button down here. Please hit that subscribe button and that will help notify you, you know, if we come on during the week with something special. Also, hit that notify button. That'll, that'll notify you when we come on during the week. And sometimes we do have other videos that uh, during the week that uh, you might be interested in. So please do that. Uh, we'd like to invite you to join our Facebook group. Our Facebook group uh, for this, for this uh, uh, our show here is the Ham Radio slash Shortwave Facebook group. Just do a search for W5KUB. And uh, we'll be glad to let you join right in and be a member there. We've got about 13,000 members in there now, and uh, it's growing uh, every day with uh, a lot of new members. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, boy, I tell you, uh, hey, man, the weeks are going by so fast. i got a birthday coming up next week. In case any of you guys want to send me a birthday present, i got a birthday coming up next week. But, man. I guess as you get older, man, the week's just starting to fly by. I don't know how to slow them down, but uh, I sure need to because it's it's like Tuesday every other day here, man. So, I don't know. All right, let's see what else is going on here. We're going to be doing some series on some satellite segments over the next three or four weeks. And uh, uh, tonight we've got uh, uh, Clint uh, Bradford with us, A6LCS. Uh, He's a famous guy. He's done hundreds of uh, presentations around the globe, and uh, he's going to tell you how easy it is to get on satellite. Not the hard way, not the expensive way, but the easy way. We'll talk about that uh, tonight. Trying to think if I've forgotten anything else. Oh, yeah, hey, if you want to, you can listen to our show anytime. We're on nearly any and every podcast carrier out there, from iNet Radio to Google Play iTunes, everybody carries us, and uh, I get a lot of feedback from people that just listen to the show, you know, whether they're driving in their car or, or they're at work, and uh, uh, that's where they get the show, so uh, we, we thank you guys, and hey, if you're out there a listener, I'd love to hear from you if you're listening to our podcast, so uh, send me an email, tom at W5KUB, and let me know, again, WBCQ up there in the snowy uh, northeast. 7490, we're on shortwave. So we're out there just about everywhere you can get. Um, you know, I uh, I was going to get us on TV. Let me just say this. And um, I talked to the uh, local people here in the Memphis area. There's a, what, a community channel or whatever on cable. And they were interested in putting us on, but we just failed to keep the, the dialogue up. I don't know if I want to be on the TV or not. I mean, you know, with the locals here, uh, you know, I'm not sure, man. You know, not sure if I want to open that up or not. But anyway, uh, hey, if anybody's got any ideas, we'd love to be on a, a TV, a cable channel somewhere in your area. So if you can get us on, we'd love to uh, provide the video for you and uh, and offer a, you know, a ham radio type show uh, there in, in your area. All right, so hey, uh, let's jump over to Glenn. Glenn is here with us tonight, and uh, Glenn, how are you doing tonight, man? Oh man, we're doing really good. Um, you can't see a whole lot of it, but I have completely rebuilt the lab and the the shack room here. Uh, just a, I think it was like eleven hundred pounds of IKEA stuff that I've assembled in the past week and a half or so, and now we're back to putting the rigs back together and see the ICOM 9700 
that I bought four satellites, so it's going to be perfect for the night show. That's sitting right here beside me. I've got the, the other rigs up on the shelf. Just got to cable them in. So we're finally getting the shack back together. And uh, now at the same time, uh, we're getting ready to go to Orlando. So glad to see Michael here tonight. Because uh, going to go down to Orlando and just have all sorts of fun and get away from the cold that we're going to probably be having here in about three weeks. That's about it for now. Well, I'll tell you, I, I hear the cold is coming in, coming back. Man, it's 71 yeah. day and it's 35 the next. It's, I know, uh, it has been woo, crazy. Man, uh, well, unfortunately, we're not be, we're not going to be going down to um, Hamcation this year. We enjoyed it, the, the times that we've been down there, but we're just not going to make it this year. But uh, it's still going to be a good show, and uh, I'm glad you're get, getting to go down here, uh, Glenn. And uh, bring us back uh, a piece of heat shrinking tubing or something, okay? Oh, sure. I, but actually, I'll tell you what. I'll bring you back one of those solder pads that I found. Those, uh, uh, gosh, what do they call that thing? It's basically a a, a torch pad that you uh, can put underneath your soldering stuff. It's kind of made of fireproof cloth. It doesn't yeah. char. It doesn't burn. Nothing. Yeah. And it's perfect for soldering uh your projects on top of well i usually turn my blowtorch flame down kind of low when i solder <laughs> uh here i i haven't had it problem but hey yeah bring me back one i'll uh yeah I, I'd, I'd be interested in, in it's called a it torch guard and it's about a 12 inch by 12 inch it almost looks like asbestos but it's not asbestos it's made out of z-tex z-e-t-e-x i don't and know what just, that is but it's very similar to asbestos in properties oh okay all right. So I really like that as a underlayment for my my workbench, so I don't scratch or mess up the workbench with the soldering iron. You know how we always get those soldering iron burns on the desk. Well, so if you used it like to rub your nose or blow your nose, is there any health issues with that? I mean, no, being, it's not uh, asbestos. Kind of it's totally totally safe, totally harmless. Not like it's, asbestos, huh? No, not at all. And there's a guy, and the only place I've ever seen them has been at the Orlando Ham Fest. All right. So I, All right. I'm well, going to pick back. up a bring couple back more one. while I'm down there, so I'll bring you back one. Bring me back one. I'd love to have it here. All right. Uh, so uh, we're just going to jump right into uh, things tonight. And, uh, uh, well, as I mentioned, we've got Brad with us. We're going to talk in a little while about uh, about satellite. But uh, let's just jump right straight into and talk about um, uh, Hamcation. Uh, down in Orlando. So, Michael, Michael Colley, W4ORL. Come on in here, Michael, and talk to us, man. How you doing? I'm good tonight, Tom. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, man. I love the background here. You guys got the best background. I like it. Oh, man. Well, I, I, I guess you've been working pretty hard the past year getting ready for this, right? This is not a thing you can throw off quickly, right? No, no, it takes uh, a full year, uh, pretty much once the show ends. Uh, we're actually already in plans. Uh, right now, we're actually in plans uh, 2024 already. Actually. Oh, wow. 2024 already. Okay. Well, uh, you got anything? What's Besides it being just an all-around great, probably uh, second largest ham fest in the country, you got anything new planned this year or, you know, anything new coming in, new food, uh, new vendors, anything? Um, 
this year, um, actually, one of the big things that we've done, uh, ICOM America has come on as a platinum sponsor, and they are actually sponsoring our uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday grand prizes. Um, so uh, for the Friday grand prizes, it's going to be actually grand prize packages uh, that they're going to do. And um, the Friday one will actually be a... Uh, Icon ID52 with the uh, HM186 LS handheld speaker microphone with the VS3 Bluetooth headset. It will also have the drop-in handheld rapid desk and an extra ion battery. Uh, so that will be our Friday grand prize. And our Saturday grand prize is going to be actually an Icom IC705 remote control software. It will also have the AH705 compact antenna tuner that's made for the 705. It will also have the LC192 backpack that's made for the 705. And to uh, make it even better, we've added a AL705 magnetic loop antenna that's made for the 705. So that's basically a, a POTA person's dream setup right there. That somebody could win mm. and then of course our big prize on sunday will be a icom 7610 with the remote control software it will have the sp41 base station speaker the sm50 desktop microphone and uh all these items were uh, donated by icom america well, and cool. you know the best part about that Tom's not going to be there to win them, so the rest of us stand a chance. Oh, man. Well, I've got, I've got a 7610, and I love it. So that would be a nice nice prize. So, uh, And then uh, DX Engineering has actually come on as a bronze sponsor this year, and uh, they are actually donating 10 $100 gift cards uh, that will be given out uh, over the three days also. Uh, you say that's DX Engineering? Yes. Man. I just spent $105 with them this week. That would have been perfect, man. <laughs> oh, so, uh, and we do have a lot more prizes. Uh, they're being updated this week on the website. Uh, so if you go to hamcation.com and go to uh, prizes, all the information will be up there. The grand prizes are already listed. And throughout the week, we've been getting prizes in this week. So we're going to really get it updated with all the prizes. Right now, we're expecting... Uh, right around $25,000 in prizes to give away. Yeah. You wanna, hey, you want to talk a little about your uh, uh, website here? Is there anything particular you want to point out? Uh, the biggest thing is all the information is up there. If you need hotel information, it's going to be under event info. And then attending Hamcation. Uh, if you're coming in an RV, that's actually on the same page. All the RV info, if you want to bring your RV in. Uh, the location, the dates, the times. Uh, the talk-in channel, um, everything's on that website. you got a Google map on there. Um, if you are in need of a, a scooter or wheelchair, uh, we have partnered with Scooter Round. You can go right there and um, order your uh, scooter, and it will be there when you get there. Yeah. Um, all the hotels are listed there. Most of them now, I think there's a couple left that still taking reservations for the um, early price. Uh, but all of them are still available with uh, rooms, so uh, give them a call if you haven't booked your hotel yet. Well, and you know, uh, I, this is a family 
it's a family area to come to, right? Bring your family. I mean, you got other things to do there for if they don't want to come to Hamcation. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Disney uh, very close by to the show also. Uh, Universal Studios. You got SeaWorld. You got Legoland that's very close. Uh, there's lots of things to do in uh, Orlando. Uh, the Kennedy Space Center is uh, very close if you want to take a trip over there. Uh, the beaches uh, were within about 45 minutes to 50 minutes from uh, the beach. So if you want to come over, send the family to the beach and come to the show. Um, and like Glenn was saying earlier before the show went on the air, that uh, hopefully we'll have good weather here. Um, it should be warmer than anywhere up north. Yeah. Well, you know, man, there's so much to do there. People need to come more than two or three days. They need to spend at least a week there. Yeah, I normally come up a day early. Last year, a friend and I went up to uh, St. Augustine uh, on uh, Thursday. Did you? And that was that was a fun trip. Yeah. Yeah, St. Augustine has a huge fort. All that up mm. there, very interesting old <clears throat> uh, area of Florida. Well, so, yeah. uh, uh, I the food was good last time I was there, out there yes. outside and. Uh, Correct, and uh, this year we're actually going to have be adding some uh, new stuff for food. We are getting a new uh, barbecue uh, vendor coming in uh, to do barbecue. Uh, so he uh, actually has a local business um, down in St. Cloud, Florida, uh, but he'll actually have his food truck up there also this uh, year uh, selling barbecue. Now, are you, you going to be set, uh, set up pretty much the same as you have in past years? It's worked out pretty well for you. You've got, what, maybe three buildings, four buildings there? Uh, we have three buildings. We have uh, one building, which we call the East-West Hall, uh, which is all commercial vendors. Uh, we have the North Hall, which is also commercial vendors. Really over 300 tailgaters outside selling um, and a huge RV area also. So if you have an RV, like I said earlier, you can bring your RV we can host over 200 RVs with full power and water hookups. Yeah, and uh, pe people actually, uh, that's pretty cool. They actually just sleep out there and spend the whole weekend out there. And uh, uh, Correct. RVers yeah. actually get to come in Wednesday, uh, so they get, do get to come to the show a little early, uh, check in, enjoy everything out there, um, wake up in the morning time, and basically walk right out to the show. Oh, yeah. And you need that extra time because I tell you what, you know, I'm typically only been there Friday and Saturday, and this year I'm staying for Sunday because it's like you're rushing to see everything. Uh, you are. Uh, we are located. The fairgrounds is over 86 acres, and we take up the whole fairgrounds. Um, so uh, basically one end of the fairgrounds to the other end is the show. Uh, we're spread out over almost all the area. And... Um, we are pet friendly. You're allowed to have pets on the property. Uh, we do ask that inside the buildings, it's only uh, service animals only uh, inside the buildings, but you are allowed to have pets on property. Yeah, now one thing you didn't touch on, Michael, is of course the forums. You've got a really nice looking slate of forums this year. Uh, we do this year. Uh, something a little different this year that we are doing. Um, Unfortunately, this year, we're only going to have two tents for forms, uh, the ClearSpan tents. Um, the reason why, that's all we could actually rent. 
Uh, it's so busy in Central Florida area this year with everything starting to come back, all the conventions, everything. Uh, that's the only tents I could uh, actually rent for this year. Uh, so what we've done this year, we are actually doing two clear span tents, and then we're actually doing what's called OS Pavilion, which is outside pavilion. Uh, anybody been there, you can know the pavilion is huge out there. One side's going to have the two tents. The other side we're going to actually have set up with tables, chairs. It will have a TV out there to uh, do stuff, uh, a little speaker set also. So some of the smaller forms uh, will actually be outside under that. There's a big fan under there if it is uh, warm that will keep you cool. Um, and we are actually doing forms this year, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, so we are doing forums on Sunday this year for the first time. Yeah, I've got a brand new Arduino forum that I'm bringing down with me too. So, okay, I think I'm, think I'm there on uh, Friday if I'm not mistaken. Friday. Yeah, Friday the forums are uh, right up to lunch. date. I've been up, we've been updating them daily. So uh, keep an eye on it. We have added some new ones, moved some around. So, uh, but yes, uh, everything's up to date on the website. Yeah, but it, it's a really, really nice slate. Um, just I, I keep scrolling through this thing, and I'm like, yeah, "You've got a lot I mean, of information." I, how am I going to get to see them all? Yeah, um, unfortunately, that's how I feel, and everybody that actually volunteers at Hamcation is we never get to actually enjoy our own show for the purpose of going to forums and stuff. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, you've got a really good one following me, the building a web-based station controls and automation dashboards with Node-RED. That's going to be a really up-and-coming technology. That's going to be a good one. Yes, yes. So, so yeah. And well, then um, uh, Joe Eisenberg's actually doing his kit build form. Uh, uh -huh. And he's actually doing a kit build also if you're in town early. Um, you can actually go to the website and under... Um, affiliated events uh, joe is actually doing a kit build on wednesday night february 8th at 6 p.m in our swaps building um so it's limited to about 25 people uh last year we had 25 plus people in it uh, if you go up here and sign up there's a uh send an email to kit build at amcation.com and um you can come in build a kit joe will be there uh everything's provided for you all the tools soldering irons and all the kits um and it's free um so it's something that us and joe's partner together to uh bring a little actual kit build to the show yeah that's going to be good too now you got some um golf carts and transportation moving around out there to help people move boat anchors don't you uh we do we do we have uh plenty of golf carts on property uh, we have golf carts that actually uh, just ride the parking lots, taking people from their cars to the ticket booths and uh, from actually the ticket booths back to their cars. Uh, we have golf carts that take people from a pickup point all the way out to forms and back. Uh, we also have golf carts that shuttle people to the testing area and back. And then we have lots of car golf carts just riding around through the show for that purpose of uh, picking up boat anchors, helping people to the cars with them, um, anything that they might need to do like that. Uh, this year, we actually have also a um, a flatbed golf cart that doesn't only has two seats in the front and a huge flatbed. So if it's something really big, we have that available this year to be able to take some of these uh, bigger, maybe repeaters, these big amps, stuff yeah. like that that people buy 
to make it easier to carry them out to people's cars also. Yeah, big rack mounted something or, you know. Oh, there was wow. a beautiful Henry amp there last year, but I was just couldn't find a way to get it in my luggage. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Michael, do you have a, a hint or a tip for attendees, maybe first timers, either a timing issue or parking issue, uh, a, a tip that will help the first time attendees of this magnificent festival? Um, the biggest thing is uh, keep an eye on the website. Also, this year we have partnered with ARL and Hamvention to bring back the ARRL events app. Um, they are currently uploading everything to it this week. If you go to the front page at hamcation.com, the info is there to download it. It is available for iOS and Android. And if you don't have neither one of those and just have a Windows phone or a uh, laptop with you, you can actually just do it web-based also off of our browser. Um, everything will be uploaded to that. Maps of the shows, all the forms. Uh, you can connect with other attendees in there. You can connect <clears throat> with vendors. Uh, you can pull up the map. It will actually show you, let's say, ICOM or Yezu or any of them. It'll show you right where they're at. Um, all the prizes will be listed in there every hour when we draw them. Um so uh, the biggest thing is download that app and use it. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of information that will be going through there. If there's anything that um, special announcements, we can send through there to the attendees also. Um, the other thing is if you do have radios with you, uh, use our talk-in. Uh, all the information to be going out on it for uh, parking, if the parking lots get full, if there's any type of road closure, stuff <clears> like <throat> that. Um, we'll be announcing it through our talking station also uh, this year. You've got a special yeah. event station there this year. Yeah, you've got everything. Uh, here, we do. Uh, yeah. We have it every year. Uh, this year, the special event station is uh, actually sponsored by ICOM. Uh, they are loaning us a 9610 <clears throat> and a 9700. And uh, this year, we will actually be operating... Uh, W1AW stroke four from Hamcation also uh, during the event. All right. Yeah, and I can tell you that app is really, really cool. I enjoy using it, you know, whenever it's there. It's a really cool thing to have. <clears throat> it, it is. I used it this past year in Dayton. Uh, they had it there also. Uh, it's been out about two years now. We've both used it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's very good. People are really starting to like it. Uh, they've done a lot of upgrades to it since COVID when we, neither one of us had shows. Uh, so it's a very useful item. All right. Well, what are we missing here? You hadn't told us everything. This, 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 uh, this hamcation is too big for just this short of time. There's a lot more going on here. Uh, let's see. What else is there? There's um, Uh, amateur radio exams on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we do do exams. Uh, if you go to the front page under event info, info, amateur radio exams, we do ask you to pre-register. The reason why uh, we have partnered with hamstudy.org. Uh, so all of our exams are actually on tablets. There's no paper involved. Uh, so we use exam tools. You go in, you sit down. We hand you the tablet, you punch in a code that you get when you pre-register, the test pops up, you take the test. Once, as soon as you hit submit at the end, the test is instantly graded, so you know right then if you passed or failed. 
Uh, if you pass, you'll have the option to move on to the next level if uh, you go from tech to general. Um, but that is, uh, we're doing testing also. Yeah, Michael, John wants you to mention the awards also. Yes, um, that was uh, one of the big things that we had. Uh, we do have two awards. Uh, one of them is the Carol Perry Educator of the Year Award. And the other one that's actually new this year, the first time, is the Gordon West Ambassador of the Year Award. Um, so we'll go over the award winners real quick. Uh, Ken Lyons, KN4MDJ, and Jim Storms, AB8YK, are the 2023 recipients of the Carol Perry Educator of the Year Award. The award is given to individuals who make an outstanding contribution to educating and advancing youth in amateur radio. All winners of this award is selected by a committee of five, and nominees are actually done from the amateur radio community. So all your listeners is the ones that turn in everything for um, the um, nominees. Um, go over, Ken won this award for being deeply involved in educating youth about amateur radio through scouting programs. He is actually an ARL assistant division director uh, for radio scouting. He promotes opportunities for Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts throughout the Southeast Division. Um, he has actually brought amateur radio to over 10,000 Scouts per year uh, here in Central Florida. Uh, and then Jim won this award for his involvement with youth in Ohio, including helping Boy Scouts get their radio merit badge. He is also a member of the 2010 BSA National Jamboree K2 BSA team. He is a member of the K2BSA staff. Jim also works very closely with Carol Perry for her youth forum every year at Hamvention. Uh, for almost two decades, he's been involved with promoting amateur radio to youth within multiple organizations. He is also one of six co-founders and current team leader for the Dave Coulter Memorial Youth DX Adventure. He has also worked with several clubs to get amateur radio into their local schools. Uh, so both of these gentlemen uh, were so deserving, we couldn't pick one. Uh, we were actually tied when we did the voting, uh, so both of them had the same amount. So this year, we decided to give it to both of them instead of um, just picking one for this year. And then for our inaugural um, Gordon West Ambassador of the Year Award, actually went to John Bigley, N7UR is the... Hamcation recipient of the Gordon West Ambassador of the Year Award. This is the first time this award has been presented. The award honors its namesake, Gordon West WB6 in day basic training boot camp for new amateur radios. Uh, education is a passion for John. Uh, he educates special needs scouts, large group licensing. He also supports multiple radio-related shows promoting amateur radio. And he is actually the host of a weekly FM broadcast riding the airwaves about amateur radio and shortwave. So those are our winners this year. Uh, I want to congratulate them again. Um, so uh, very deserving people. And um, if everybody keeps an eye on the website after Hamcation, usually around August, we open up nominees for uh, <clears throat> next year. So uh, you can go in and nominate people uh, for these awards. Talk to us about tickets. How late is it? Can a person uh, tickets are tickets? on sale. 
Um, you can still get tickets. Uh, they are currently $25 right now or at the gate. Um, and we will be selling tickets. Uh, right now, everything's actually going in will call. Uh, we don't want anybody to get their tickets lost in the mail being so close to the event. Mm -hmm. uh, so everything is going in will call right now. So, but tickets are still available for everything. Uh, tickets, RV, tailgate, swaps, commercial. Uh, commercial, we got a lot of new vendors coming this year. Uh, Begali Keys, for the first time, is coming from Italy uh, to Hamcation. Uh, we got the ADBSD Exchange, which is the aircraft uh, tracking coming to Hamcation for the first time. Uh, we got several other vendors coming. Um, we are almost sold out in commercial space, though. Uh, there's only a few booths left, so if uh, you are a commercial vendor, uh, here now's your chance to get your booth before uh, you uh, we run out of space. Swap tables, there's a few swap tables left also for indoor. Uh, but usually we are sold out by the time the show starts for uh, swap tables. Uh, outside, we have plenty of spots for outside tailgate. Uh, we do have usually over 300 tailgate spots sold, uh, but we do have plenty of area for uh, tailgate. So we've never sold out tailgate. Yeah, yet. so there's no chance of uh, running out of space for the outside. You, you can always no. accommodate people, right? Correct. For yeah. outside, for tailgate, we have plenty of space. Yeah. Just bring your track shoes, your walking shoes, whatever it takes. Yep. All right. Well, hey, Michael, uh, man, exciting times. And uh, it's amazing how fast this thing comes around every year. But, hey, it it's, uh, it's, it's a great ham fest. It is. And uh, one last thing, uh, if you do want to help out, uh, we are a sector volunteers you can go to uh event info and go to volunteer uh if you are in town early uh we actually start at the fairgrounds on tuesday uh, all the way to sunday if you volunteer for four hours we do give you a free hamcation ticket so if you uh want to um get a free ticket either if you've already bought one it's an extra ticket to go in the prize booth then um if you work a full day uh we do feed you uh lunch or dinner, depending on what time you're there. Um, and one thing we do do for our volunteers, you keep track of your hours, you turn in your volunteer hours at the end of the show. And after we calculate everything, uh, we do make a donation to a 501c3 of your choice or a ham club um, and make a donation to them. So this is how a lot of clubs locally uh, support get support throughout the year for their clubs. Um, last year, uh, we give out probably about $17,000 in donations to clubs from volunteers during Hamcation. All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for uh, being with us tonight and uh, sharing with us all the detail. And it's, I know it's going to be a great ham fest. It always is. Yes. It's, be, uh, it's Tom, a vacation. You, Clint, it's a, uh, yeah. See you in a couple of weeks. And I'm not yeah. sure, Clint, are you coming or? Can't make it, can't make it, but, uh, We'll be there in spirit. All right. Sounds good. Thank yeah, you. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. And, uh, uh, Michael, uh, hey, feel free to stick around with us if you want to on Zoom or you can join a show uh, on the website or, or you can go to bed. Whatever you need to do. I know it's later there. <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to hop out. 
Uh, but uh, thank you again, and uh, I'll probably stick around and keep the chat open. So okay. I'll see you. All right. Well, very good. All right. Well, good night. Right, Seventy three to you. We'll uh, we'll see you later. All right. Bye. All right. Well, guys. Hey, Hamcation. There you go. Coming up next month. Uh, that is is it's one of the finest ham fest I think in the country. And if you can get down here, yeah, you should go, and uh, you'll have a great time there. And yeah, hey, it's definitely weather, one of my favorites. The weather's almost great, isn't it? I mean, even in oh, the winter. Yeah. How can you be so lucky down in Florida? Even in the winter, the weather's good, man. You know? Oh, yeah. No, it, it's beautiful. And uh, especially, you know, that year you and I flew down on the same flight. Yeah. You know, they, they closed the airport just as we left the ground because of the snow. Here in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not down here. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. It, 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 yeah, everything there. was fine. Everything's fine except, and we don't want to get into a lot of detail, but Glenn... We had trouble. Oh, those, we had trouble with the girls. What the, the girl cheerleader, the U.S. Girl Cheerleaders Association. We had some trouble with them. We luggage. got down here. They stole our luggage, and That's our luggage right. went with all the girl, all the USA Girl Cheerleaders, and it, our luggage went to another hotel with them. Yeah, boy, I tell you, talk about it took a, them about two hours to get our luggage talk back. Talk about us. a mess we were in, man. Oh man, yeah. stick stick with that story, guys. Stick with that story. Yeah, yeah that, that's well, the story we're that, sticking that's to. The, it. Yeah. That's our story. We're sticking to it, and it, that was a true story. We we actually, actually, yeah, they did take our our luggage, and oh man, oh, I'm still yeah. thinking about that. Okay, yeah. Well, hey, all right. Well, hey, uh, let's take a uh, one minute break. We'll be right back, and. Uh, we're going to have some more fun. Happy New Year from ICOM. Didn't get everything on your wish list? Spice up your ham shack with one of ICOM's popular handhelds, mobiles, or base stations. These radios are perfect for working your favorite bands while staying inside or venturing outside in the winter. The IC705 is a perfect sidekick and QRP companion. Base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF, 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in just over two pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF bands and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. The ID52A is a VHF UHF dual banner with D-Star and FM dual mode functions and is the first handheld amateur radio with a full color 2.3 inch waterfall display. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex repeater regional and worldwide calls over the D-Star internet gateway. You can send pictures over D-Star with a connected Android device. Create your own band openings with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to your UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. It has faster processors, higher gain input, and higher resolution. The IC7300 is a high-performance HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. Visit www.icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. All right, we are back. Uh, let's see. Uh, in... Zero RIC, send me a note. Did I get the info on HOXI Hamfest I sent you? 
I, I've received several. I don't remember, but HOXI is not ringing a bell. So what is the HOXI Hamfest? Uh, uh, tell me what that is, and you probably, uh, you know, you probably uh, throw up my memory, and I probably did get it. Uh, we're not planning on any other uh, uh, ham fest or anything right this moment to go to. I think the Memphis Ham Fest, uh, Free Fest, will come up uh, soon. I think it's in February, if I'm not mistaken. We always go up there. It's a it's a very short ham fest, but it's a free fest. Your tickets are free uh, to put in the, the the barrel. Your your tables are free. Everything is free. So it's a pretty pretty cool uh, ham fest here. So yeah. hey uh, Tom, yeah, do what that Hoxie. Uh, Hamfest. That's in Arkansas. That's the Arkansas State Convention, and that's February eighteenth. Where, where is it? Uh, he's just posted it there. Mark's got it posted oh, in the chat. Uh, oh, it's in Hoxie, Hoxie, Arkansas. Well, I should know. I, you know, I, I lived in Arkansas, and I went to school over in Western Arkansas at Arkansas State. Uh, I should know where Hoxie is. I, I, I know of Hoxie, but. I can't recollect where it is. Where is Hoxie? What part of the state is Hoxie in? I'm looking it up right now for you. I'm going to guess, just a wild guess, north central, but... Lawrence County? I don't know. Where is that? Have you looked it up? You got it on the map there? U.S. 63 and U.S. 67. That still don't help me out. Give me a... uh, Give me a... uh, 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 Divide the state into four quadrants. Northwest, How about Walnut Ridge? Walnut it's about, Ridge. Uh, Walnut Ridge. Okay. Walnut. It's uh, northwest of Jonesboro by a few miles. Oh, man. That's, that's close. I might, I might try to you get to that. You might have to go to that I one, I may yeah. have to go to that. Glenn, you may have to go, too. Yeah, I mean, that's only... Well, I'll get you the... I mean, we're talking uh, an hour. We're talking about an hour drive to Jonesboro. Yeah. You know? So, uh, it, it's south of Jonesboro. Yeah. 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 Well, there, uh, there's my son in here, AC5CM. It, his brain works better than mine. He knows where this yeah. is. So, uh, it's one hour and 43 minutes from, from here. Okay. So call it an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, that's worth going, man. I wonder uh, what side. What, uh, do you have any info on it, Glenn, right now? Uh, I'll look that up, too. Okay, look that up. up look that up. And uh, I'm just curious the size. I know it's probably not a very large ham fest, but still, even if it's small. Well, it's the Arkansas be- State Convention, so... It will still be nice to go to. I, I may try to get up here. I really might. And that is when? Um, says start February 16th, ends February 16th. So okay. that sounds like a Saturday only? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, hey, I see I see one of my buddies on here, WA4NVM. He's going to be with me tomorrow, and we're going to be reviewing the SAT tomorrow and putting together a video and uh, bringing it to you. It's going to be you know, one of our segments on satellite that we have going here. And just to give you a peek, and I wasn't going to do this yet, but just to give you a peek, this is what that satellite unit looks like. This is called the SAT, the SAT. It's kind of neat, man. You don't even have to plug this into your computer. Uh, no connection at all to your computer, and you can work satellites, and it is it is pretty cool there. Here's what the screen looks like. I've been using it all week, and I'm really happy with it. And uh, we're going to, uh, Rick and I are going to put together maybe a video and talk about this thing and put it through its paces. So that's coming up next week. Uh, and, uh, by, uh, you know, we're going to have to operate it manually. Uh, by next week, I'm not going to have my new rotor system up. But 
Uh, I did get me, uh, you know, right now I have the, the rotors I'm using right now are, are uh, what are they? Um, where the Ken I? Press. There we go. I've got two rotors. I got an azimuth rotor and an elevation rotor. So I'm having to constantly juggle both up, down, and sideways while I'm trying to, to uh, uh, you know, talk to people. So I bought me the Yezu uh, uh, rotor right there, the G5500. Uh, and we'll be putting uh-huh. we'll be putting that up too. We'll be talking about that too uh, on the show. But uh, uh, tonight we're gonna. Oh, let me just say one more thing about Rick. I, he is probably one of the 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 top guys in satellite communications here. He uh, he's I I think he's the number three guy in the whole world that worked all grids. And we're talking about we're, you know how many grids are in the United States. There's a bunch of them, man. Uh, you know, there, there must be a million. Anyway, uh, he uh, he holds spot number three for working every single grid on satellite. And we'll talk about that a little on our Good video. Heavens. On our video for next week and uh, and how he did it. You know, there are some grids out there. There are no ham radio operators, so you got to send rovers out there to make contact with those grids. Back back to our show. We're gonna have fun with it anyway. Uh, let me just uh, make a quick announcement out there. If you're listening, again, on International Shortwave, this uh, show is about ham radio, about shortwave listening, and uh, we, uh, we welcome you uh, to join us uh, live on our video show. Uh, it, you can go to W5KUB.com, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time on, uh, on Tuesday nights, and you can uh, join our show, join us in our chat room and talk with us. And uh, if you're out there listening on WBCQ on shortwave, you're on 7490 out there. And we're on Thursday afternoons on WBCQ for a couple hours. That time is wrong on this uh, this, this slide I've got here. It's Thursdays from 5 to 7 p.m. That's uh, WBCQ right there on 7490. And uh, they usually have a lot of snow up here. Uh, a lot of people also listen to us on our podcast iNet Radio, Google Play, iTunes, we're everywhere. So if you're out there on one of the uh, uh, podcasts listening, shoot us an email to tom at W5KB. We'd literally love to hear from you uh, that you're listening there. All right. Oh, did I mention hit that subscribe button? I know we got a few people logged on since the beginning of the show. So if you will, hit that subscribe button. I'm, I'm helping you out right there. I just can't push it for you, but there it is right there. And uh, we'd love to have you join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB, over 13,000 hams here. All right, back to the show. We got all that out of the way now. Let's see. Okay. Uh, hey, our next guest, somebody I've known for a while, and uh, it's, I think it's going to be very interesting. We've got with us Clint Bradford. K6LCS, and uh, that's pretty famous talking about satellites and, and uh, showing people how to get started on the easy way. I think that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, the easy way to get on. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. You can get on with practically nothing, and uh, uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit tonight, or he's going to be talking about it. So, uh, Clint, uh, come on in here, man. How you doing? Good evening, Are group. you there? All right. Yeah, testing one, two, three. There he is. There he is. Okay. Hello. Uh, for Glenn, though, a little private aside, uh, IKEA, IKEA, 
is an acronym. It stands for I can't even assemble. Oh, yeah. Their instructions are rather interesting at times. Fortunately, I found a website that on YouTube, actually, they had some videos that did some step-by-step, so I survived. Very cool, very cool. I'm already doing that. We're going to play this. I've got a a website about almost 20 years ago. I was cruising the web, Tom, for easy-to-work satellites. About three years ago, I had a scoutmaster call me. He was irritated with me. He was trying to work in front of his crowd of 350 people trying to work satellite AO-51. Oh, really? Now, when was we this? All know, when was this? Which we all know. It, well, he called me three years ago okay. after, searching, after searching the web for easy-to-work satellites. Yeah. Well, AO-51 was very, very easy-to-work. Oh, yeah. But it, it passed away. It passed away almost a decade ago. So as you cruise the web, folks, for information about working satellites, make sure those websites respect you enough to date what you're looking at. Stick with Eris, stick with AMSAT, stick with AMSAT UK. My website here was last updated 20 minutes ago. Stick to sites, because if you look up Getting Started, you'll find uh, some satellites that just no longer are with us. I tell you, Clint, one of my biggest problems with the internet is when I do a search for something, almost nothing has dates on it. You know, I don't see dates. And I don't know if something is 10 years old or 15 years old. It's it's just you know like this like the show this evening this information I've given a hundred more than one hundred fifty satellite shows but I tell people in three weeks this is going to be dated the ISS is going to change its schedule something's going to be new something's going to decay so just make sure you get sites and uh, Tom and I both enjoy this quotation from uh, from Peanuts Charles Schultz uh, I mean, here I am California the starry night shirt and a very plain background. But let's have some fun uh, while we're going to learn some stuff this evening. Just something, a side note. We all saw these images from the James Webb Telescope. Just phenomenal, phenomenal images. And I have a surprise for you, Tom. This is Dr. Jane Rigby, astrophysicist Dr. Jane Rigby's baby, her project. And I know Dr. Jane's favorite joke. May I share that with you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Why can't you trust Adam's? Because they make up everything. Ugh. Oh, man. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. That's all right. I, I'm wondering, all right. We're going to have to put him on mute for the rest of the night. I, okay. I, I, so why yeah. can we get this 2,000 light years away, but on ground, we can't get anything better than that just 20 feet away? I exactly. don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, the International Space Station. There's ham gear and ham operators aboard our International Space Station. Aris, A-R-I-S-S dot org, is responsible for getting that ham gear up there for us. And if you go to nasa.gov, you'll come back with wallpapers and uh, screensavers galore. Just some glorious, glorious things there. This is a recent shot from the Coppola. Uh, just, just phenomenal shots. This is not photoshopped. Repeat, this is not photoshopped. This is the ISS against the moon. This, this astro camera per astrophotographer knew this was, thought this was going to happen and had high-speed equipment this this pass across the moon since this is only the iss is only 250 miles away from us the moon's a little bit further away this only took like half a second for this to pass but he captured it this is real this is not mm. photoshop that is the iss against the moon 
uh, you can search for his project online. Just a phenomenal shot. Again, that is real. Uh, if your significant other says that your shack is getting a little bit messy, just tell him or her, you know, it, it, it's not really messy. Here's the networking room aboard the International Space Station. Here is the Columbus module, a little messy. Mm. The circle there is our just commissioned a year and a half ago TMG 710 Kenwood dual band machine. That's what you're working right now with a cross band repeater. Uh, that little Kenwood right there. The easy satellites to work, the easy FM repeaters in the sky, it is best if you work them in true full duplex mode. That's defined as being able to hear the downlink from the satellite as you key your mic. Two really important points there. One, it lets you know whether or not you're getting into the satellite or not. Secondly, it makes you realize if you actually step on someone or not. Uh, we've all made the mistake. Don't get mic frightened and don't do it. Uh, but yeah, just working for true full duplex. But we don't have a currently manufactured radio handheld that does true full duplex in both UHF, UHF up and VHF down and VHF up. And, but that's do it well in both modes. So here I am in the foreground working uh, with, an, with a headset and a middle mini boom mic. In the background is a gentleman with uh, another setup just receiving so folks around him can hear. He's far enough away that his audio doesn't feed back into my transmission. So you can use two uh, radios to begin with. Uh, current Yesu models, well, all the way back to the FT60, allow you to program 2 meter down, 440 up, in one memory location, not duplex by any means. You key the mic, you don't hear anything in the downlink. But if it's off-peak hours, you're an insomniac, it's 1 or 2 in the morning, it's okay not to use full duplex, but on the weekends and on events, uh, scouting events, field day, it's, it's almost mandatory. And these are, power is not the key here, it's timing. It's all timing. Only one station is getting in at the time. Um, here is the Arrow crossband Yagi. It's been, imp I've improved it a little bit to uh, improve the uh, wrist and shoulder <laughs> weight of the thing with that Stanley hacksaw handle. And this is what got me excited about this. Here we just worked in front of a group at the LA County Fair, Los Angeles County Fair, three countries with two watts. I didn't say cities, I didn't say counties. We worked Mexico, the US, and British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia, with a couple watts. Uh, yes, the antenna is improved from your stock antenna, but you can do it, including the International Space Station. You should please bookmark these three sites. I know a lot of you already do. The ARL.org, AMSAT.org, and ARIS.org. Those are three organizations I volunteer for, and uh, satellite information is available for you on those three sites. If you're into Raspberry Pis, there are two Raspberry Pis right now that mostly the European Space Agency uses on some projects with, with their students. But we're going to have a ARIS Pi on board, courtesy of ARIS, A-R-I-S-S, in a couple of years that you and I might be able to access. Very cool. The two Raspberry Pi 4s up there now, uh, one has the marvelous camera on it, the other one has the enhanced sense hat. I have one here, not with that $4,000 case that was mandated by the space agencies, but it's, it's a sense hat on a Raspberry Pi 4. We have two of those up on the ISS. Astro-Pi.org, Astro-Pi.org, if you want to learn about what they're doing with Pi's on the ISS. And then who has gone out early in the morning or right after sunset and seen the ISS streak across the sky with the naked eye? Very cool. Very cool. 
uh, this is, I was at my local Best Buy one night, and uh, as soon as I shut the International Space Station, here are people trying to capture it on, uh, on video, video, excuse me, on their smart cams, smartphones. Uh, Rita Weissman, Commander Reed Weissman on the ISS, gave us some, some talk time a couple years ago, and some think that this is the ultimate in amateur radio simplex contacts. NA-1SS, Kilo 6, Lima, Charlie, Sierra. Commander Weissman, thank you very much for what you're doing for Amateur Radio this weekend, K6LCS. Uh, Glenn, Tom, if that looks like me 20 pounds ago with a Yaesu FT-60, a non-duplex radio, turned down to 2 watts transmit power and a $15 homebrew Harbor Freight antenna. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just think of these as the ultimate line-of-sight experiments. Commander Weissman was 465 miles downrange when we started that conversation. Uh, I knew, there, why two watts? Well, what's the maximum for amateur radio operators everywhere? Use the least amount of power needed to make it happen. And I knew there was seven or eight dB gain in that, in that antenna. So it, it happened, we made it happen. I was also honored to orchestrate one of those ARIS contacts, ARISS.org contacts, where students interview a, sat a, uh, a satellite. They interview an astronaut aboard the International Space Station. Um, if you've seen these or participated in these, these are a year's worth of preparation for a 15-minute conversation. But, oh, oh, what a conversation. We've done 1,300 of these, Tom, 1,300. So multiply that 1,300 by about 20 students each. Multiply that by about between 100 and 500 in, in the audience. How many people have been exposed to this wonderful event of talking to an astronaut circling the globe. Here is uh, flight engineer Don Pettit talking to our students and we got ourselves where the, where the students belonged. We got ourselves on front page color photo above the fold in California's sixth largest daily newspaper. Uh, we were just praying that Paris Hilton didn't get drunk the night before and, and bump us off the front page. But that's yeah. where the kids belonged. And that, that's where they got. There's what they got. My contact info uh, there's, yes, there's a hotline, a satellite hotline, 909-999-SATS. I don't get those messages until about 6 o'clock in the evening. But uh, call or, or email, whatever you need. Now, here is our, our class, our questions for this evening. You need a minimum of 100 watts. You need that rotator that Tom just got, and you need multiple Yagis on the roof to work amateur radio satellites. Is that true, group? Dr. Anthony Fauci chimed in absolutely not that would be impossible no nah, you don't need all that but isn't this an expensive proposition to get into uh we all love jack jack weighed in is this an expensive proposition no it's not no it's not most of you already have the necessary equipment to work these satellites there's the iconic icom w32a a true full duplex ht now don't go out and buy one on ebay but if you have a true full duplex ht or two HTs, you've got enough equipment to, to work these. Remember that Anley AL800 antenna, BNC mount, collapsed about a foot, extended to about 15 feet, putting all that stress on your radio's connector? Well, a friend of mine who's now a silent key has more than 9,000 contacts with an HT and an improved 
duck antenna or that collapsible antenna. Now, for two meter receive, an improved duck is fine. Improved stock antenna is fine. But you want more, some more gain and more directionality, really, to work these successfully. Knowledge is power. I'm, uh, I'm doing this guy, Sir Francis Bacon. I think, I think they, they used to have breakfasts together. Mm. Sir Francis Bacon. Yeah, 1597. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was young back then. Oscar. Okay. I, I, Thank you, Glenn, for the courtesy laugh. OSCAR is an acronym. OSCAR stands for Orbital Satellite Carrying Amateur Radio. Here is North America's first OSCAR 1. If that just looks like a bunch of sheet metal and, and rivets, uh, that's because, look at the Dymo label maker tape on it, and $63. That's what it cost in 1961. Uh, without mentioning your age, gentlemen, did either of you hear this? It was just... Just emitted Morse code for a few orbits of Earth. HI, HI. Glenn, did you hear this project? Which one was this? Oscar one. Just the HI, HI. No, I didn't Come. get in until Oscar seven. Okay, okay. I didn't hear it either. Remember that. Remember that dollar amount, sixty-three dollars. Uh, I, I apologize for this slide. Way too many words. I just want you to know that Oscar one was in sixty-one. Oscar two failed. Oscar three, our first amateur satellite with a transponder on board. We've had more than 120 Oscars. Russia's always been involved, and there's always been amateur radio gear aboard the International Space Station. Uh, we just launched three out of four new astronauts to the space station that are that are geared up for us for our Ares equipment in the Columbus module. Most satellite, excuse me, most astronauts, no matter the country of origin, that go to the ISS are indeed amateur radio operators. The low-Earth orbiting satellites you and I can work with handheld equipment, low power, are LEOs, low-Earth orbiting, about 250 to 400 miles above the Earth. The ones we are working, except for the ISS, the ones we are working are sun-synchronous. They'll be going north to south or south to north. Uh, you'll get to a point in your satellite career where you will not have to take your laptop out with you or your printouts of past information. You'll just know north to south or south to north and whether it will be towards your west or towards your east. And you're aiming your antenna and capturing it will take care of the rest. You, you will get that comfortable with this, honest, honest. A couple terms you're going to run into. Orbit is simply the, or the path of a satellite around the Earth. There is a Doppler accommodation you must make on these 2-meter 440 cross-band repeaters in the sky. On the 440 side of things, on the 70-centimeter side of things, Let's say that the satellite is transmitting on 435.300. 300. Acquire above is my mnemonic device. Acquire above. So either VFO tune or program 305 to 310, a couple steps above, and acquire it and work it there and work it at 305, 300, and as you lose it, it'll be slightly below the center frequency. When do you choose, when do you choose frequencies? There's no definitive moment in time. You, it's all in your ear. It's all in your ear. And whether you're receiving on 440 or transmitting on 440, you'll have to accommodate for Doppler. Here is, uh, here is why. Here is a decent pass of a, of a low Earth orbiting satellite. Look on two meters there. Only plus or minus three kilohertz deviation. Six kilohertz deviation for the whole pass, no big deal. But do it a Doppler. Look at, how, look at that. Plus or minus 10 kilohertz. 20 kilohertz deviation on a 440 signal coming from the same satellite. That's why, whether transmitting or receiving, you need to accommodate for Doppler. LEO is low Earth orbiting, HEO is high Earth orbiting, and GEO. We don't have a synchronous satellite over Central, South, and North America. There's one over Africa, 
it wasn't primarily amateur, but there's amateur payload on it. Uh, it's a very expensive proposition. Uh, the satellite has to be maneuverable so you don't bump into the uh, Super Bowl coverage. And it's just it's just an expensive proposition. It won't be workable 2 meter 440. It'll be 5 and 10 gig or something. If you'd asked Am AMSAT 20 years ago, will we have one? The answer was just usually no. But it's something that might be possible. There's a board member of SpaceX who's an amateur radio operator. Could Could that be a piggyback opportunity for a launch? This is not a proclamation. I'm not saying anything. But it's more possible now than ever before. Imagine a, a geosynchronous satellite for your emergency work for uh, the American Red Cross to work a, a natural disaster. Having that reference to that resource up there, that would be uh, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. We already talked about that. Uplink, your transmitted signal to the satellite. Downlink is from it. Footprint is the circular or oval pattern on Earth where you should be line of sight to the satellite. If you're clearing trees and clearing the the foothills around you. Your line of sight to these, you're going to work them. There's a footprint right there. Some of you are wondering why. Why, you know, these should be a no one's 911 plan because they never will coincide with your emergency, nor are they manned by trained operators. Uh, you've got all your normal, your wonderful 2 meter 22440 voice networks and, and repeaters. Why do this? It's just another hat we can wear. It's just another aspect of this phenomenal hobby we call ham radio. I enjoy going out to regional parks, unfurling my tape measure beam, and start talking to either terrestrial stations or, or satellites. It draws people over to you. Uh, you find out what the kids are learning in, in school as far as math and science. Uh, you always have your local club's membership brochure in your back pocket, just in case. But it's just an exciting way to get involved and get people involved in math, science, and the heavens. Again, these the ones we're working easily are sun-synchronous, north to south, south to north. The solar panels are getting hit with sun to energize batteries. The Saudis have a satellite on board uh, up there for us. In the chat room, how many of you have a HT battery that has lasted for 20 years? I don't see anybody. This is not lithium. This is a NICAD chemistry launched 20 years ago. It still work Well, it's a little off frequency. Well, you will need your full 4 or 5 watts and a better antenna to get into it. But it's still working for you 24-7. Saudi Oscar 5.0, SO50. 20 years. Yeah, cool, cool. AO27, AMSAT Oscar 2.7 from North America. It died about 10 years ago, and we just, you know, goodbye. And for some reason, it came back alive. We're not sure why. Um, cold solder joints don't repair themselves in space. But it's been set for the last few years to cover not an entire pass over North America, but the first three or four minutes of the pass in the last three or four minutes. And East Coast control operators are working on it. So program it. It might not be there all the time, but program and be ready for AO27. More recently... Fox's, uh, the Fox Project, AO91 and 92, I'm not going to use the F word. I'm not going to use the failure word. Uh, they are not working like we would like them to. Don't even attempt working 92, really, with low power. If you have uh, some high-gain Yaggies, you might want to listen for some telemetry from it. But 91, you can work 91, but only when it's being hit by the sun, only in sunlight. That's how, uh, that's how I don't want to say dismal, that's how the batteries are threatened. Don't work it at night. It'll be tempting. Please, 
91 only in sunlight. The minimum requirements, uh, again, either two radios, a full duplex radio, if you can find one or have one, or the Yasus from the FT60 forward that'll allow you to program split frequencies in one memory channel, improve your antenna, and know what the pass is going to be. Uh, if there are any FT60 folks in, out there, when you program in the FT60 or the FT70 a, a cross-split frequency like that, the plus and the minus sign will show up in your display. This is on page 28 of the Yesu FT60 manual. It's on page 26, I believe, of the advanced manual for the FT70. Uh, and of course, using software to do this to program your radios makes it much, much easier. If you're using uh, an SMA connector radio, uh, you might want to think of, and if you're going to be working satellites with different antennas and different cabling, you might want to think of protecting that delicate SMA connector and making it BNC with an adapter. Uh, improving your antenna, that Diamond SRH320 is, is a wonderful addition. It's about 14 inches long, though, and it's, it's $50. For half the price and a better performer on 2 meter, half the hams loved bargains, the Smiley 270. Collapsed, it's just like your stock duck performance, but you've fully extended it. It's a true quarter wave, two meter antenna for you. It's just a great bargain. And if you make your radios BNC, uh, oh, excuse me, this is showing you that yes, it is a collapsible metal rod, but that coil in the base protects your radio from some accidental damage. I mean, uh, you should. For the adapters, there's a bunch of them out there, but I think that Yesu CN3 on the left should be outlawed, and here's why. Imagine putting heavier coax or heavy antenna on this and making a mistake, bending it or accidentally dropping it. The left with the CN3 is showing you metal-to-metal -metal contact that if there's any stress put on that connector, it's yanking right against your circuit board. It's going to fail during your event. It's going to fail during your disaster. It's going to, it's going to fail. For Yesu, it's a $65 repair job. Other radios you might have to toss. But the one on the right, something that's got some cushion on it, something that gives you uh, a, some leeway to make a couple of mistakes. I, I'm sorry I'm harping on this, but when I worked for Ham Radio Outlet Anaheim, I had a lot of hams bring in damaged HT antenna connectors for actually dropping them. So think of uh, trying to protect that antenna connector. And I've seen it. Glenn, you've, Glenn, Tom, you've seen this out in the field too. N oh, yeah. and PL down to SMA. It just scares me. It just scares me. Uh, now, I know you folks on the uh, East Coast have already had your meals this evening. If you have a weak heart... Following is not suited for minors. <laughs> your discretion is advised. If you have a weak heart, or if you just had dinner, please turn away for the next slide. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I think of the I leverage that, that you've got with that. Well, if they're even if they're connected at a third of a... There's an F connector in there. Folks, don't do this to the hobby. Don't do this to your radio. Don't let a reporter see your event and say, oh, that's why they call it amateur radio. No, no, no. Don't do this. Don't do this, please. There are jumper cables at your ham fests or at ham radio outlet and protect that SMA connector. Okay. I've, there's, oh, there's the two diamond rubberized little cushiony shock absorbers. Uh, yeah, shock, shock absorption is good. Uh, there's a lot of difference in how antennas mate the top of radios so ask your fellow hams or this shop which one of these mates best your model ht here's an old ad campaign uh tom and i talked about this earlier people don't like battery life who would like to double the life 
of your HT's battery. People are complaining about the FT70 battery not lasting long. Glenn, you know where I'm going with this. Here's how to double your, your battery life. Get that SRH320 or that smiley antenna and turn your transmit, volume down, uh, transmit power down to 2 watts. If you're not making it line of sight, 2 meter, 22440 FM voice on 2 watts, you're not going to be making it a 4 or 5. So, I just doubled your battery life. No extra charge, Tom. No extra charge. Oh, but even more. You want to save even more or extend your battery life even more? Use an audio accessory. Use an earpiece or a little headset. What's the first thing you'll do with your volume control if you put an earpiece in your ear? You'll turn the volume down. What kills batteries? What eats up batteries? Key in the mic and loud audio. So there, folks, I just doubled the length of your uh, battery longevity for your uh, FT70 or your other radios. No extra charge for that tidbit tonight, Tom. Get perpendicular. No, I'm not going to charge any more for that. Get perpendicular. This I had as a bumper sticker on my car until I realized I needed to respect my wife more. Uh, when you key your, go out in the front yard and key your mic on your handheld antenna, your transmitted signal is essentially going out the top third of the antenna, about 90 degrees, wait, expecting to hit your neighbor down the street or your nearby hilltop repeater. But most of our amateur satellites are not land-based. Most of the amateur satellites are not land-based, so you need to get that perpendicular relationship to match the orbit of the satellite. You'll be open up your squelch all the way. It's going to be noisy. It's a quarter of a watt from a 500 miles away. But get that perpendicular relationship with your antenna, and you will start hearing a slight dip in the background noise. You've started to capture it. You're starting to go. Starting to go. Here we are at... Oh, when you get to be 95 years old, pictures like this just, just make me weepy. This is at the Santa Barbara County Fair a few years ago. The young man on the left just got his amateur radio license the day before. His first amateur radio contact was working satellites with me that day. How cool is that? It, Glenn, it gets better. His dad, his grandfather were there. I had three generations, each working satellites for the first time. And this is one of those photos, along with my wife in my left breast pocket, when I pass away, I'd like to take this one with me, too. The Arrow Antenna is a wonderful crossband Yagi. The Elk Log Periodic is a Log Periodic. Each are about three pounds in weight. And when you hold these things for 10, 15 minutes at a time, it puts some stress on your wrists and your elbow and your shoulder. So what I've done with my, my Arrow is I made it heavier. I put this tray in the back to accommodate the radio and in the Stanley Hacksaw Handle. So the whole thing is heavier, but it is counterbalanced. It is a, it's a joy now to manipulate, to, to carry and manipulate. Here it is in action. That bottle of Tang is empty. That's just my homage to the space race, uh, to U.S. space race. But there is the whole thing. That white thing in the back is not an amplifier. It's a uh, little lithium-ion uh, uh, battery booster, USB battery pack for my smartphone back there. But the whole thing is heavier, but now counterbalanced. Makes it much easier to work. Um, I don't know what that guy's doing on the roof. It might be my, my parole officer uh, shooting pictures. And then Joe Walsh has been a friend of uh, amateur radio for a long, long time. You need to know where these are because they are not geosynchronous. They're not stationary up there. Here's your AMSAT team. We are working 24-7 for you, deriving satellite pass data just for you. I apologize. That's just so Cold Warish. Yeah, you have to work 24-7 to use the slide rule. Yeah, that's the second slide rule reference this evening. Yes, indeed. And I do have mine here. It's right here. 
Anyway, it's easy to figure this out. All you do is plug in on your slide rule, figure out the epoch time, element set, inclination, R of node, eccentricity, arc of the perigee, mean anomaly, the motion, decay rate, epoch revolution. Don't forget the checksum. Don't forget the checksum and then map this out on your equatorial graph paper for every pass of every satellite you want to work every day. I remember doing that back in the 70s. I knew you would have. I knew you did. <laughs> I knew you did. Don't worry, folks. It's all done for you. Anybody still have a Palm device? I'm gonna. I will. I will speak up. I still have a Trio 650 that still works, only because I got a replacement battery from our favorite battery dealer, BatteriesAmerica.com. BatteriesAmerica.com. You need a double A pack, a double A case for your older HT or good deals on uh, chargers or batteries, batteriesamerica.com. But anyway, PocketSat Plus is available for Palm. Uh, if you're a droid, uh, a smartphone droid, Android person, oh, wait a minute. What's wrong with that pass? What's wrong with that? AO51. 2010. Didn't the guy, didn't the guy in the, in the uh, Van Gogh shirt say it was going to be a north to south or south to north pass for these? This is a... This is while we're beta testing this. This program is now known as, yes, that's the pass that will ever happen on, on a Sun Synchronous Bird. This is now known as AMSAT Droid Free, AMSAT Droid Free in the Google Play Store. It now gives you accurate pass data. Um, ISS Detector Pro is a uh, $3 investment, is also an ex a very, very exciting program for, AMP, for Droid folks and iOS too. No, there are no more Blackberries, sorry. G-Predict for Linux folks, for uh, Raspberry Pi folks. This is a phenomenal program. As you can see, it, it, it'll track several satellites at once. It'll control some rotators for you. I take it with me to shows. I'm running it off of Raspberry Pi 3B, which is just overpowered for the thing. You can run it off of zero on a little 35-inch monitor there. G-Predict, you can port it to Linux, you can port it to uh, Mac and to Windows via third-party software. G-Predict is a phenomenal program and free. My go-to, though, for the iPad or my uh, iPhone 14, whatever, is GoSat Watch. All one word, GoSat Watch, written by a Canadian ham. Um, it does everything I need it to do, scheduling, uh, going out in the future. When I talked to uh, Guelph Canada last night, I was able to find a pass for the ISS for them to talk about. GoSat Watch. It's expensive. It's 10 bucks, but written by a, a ham. Um, and I recommend products that are supported and you get answers for real quickly if you have any problems. A couple of years ago, NASA changed the manner by which we acquire Keplerian data for the ISS. This guy had this program rewritten and up on the App Store within three weeks. That is cool. That's responsive. Go SatWatch in the Apple App Store. For Windows folks, there's SatPC32. Tom is getting very intimate with this. Tom, I heard, is, is actually sleeping with the owner's manual for SatPC32. If you are a member of AMSAT North America, you get a little discount on this commercial program. It's going to control his rotators and uh, multiple satellites. Gorgeous, gorgeous machine. For Windows, Nova for Windows was a commercial program. It's now freeware with a code on my site. Um, Windows 7, yes. Windows 10, iffy. Windows 11, no. Uh, but Nova for Windows has a large following. And I apologize. I'm sorry. Look at that jiffy low-res thing for Windows. Clint must have a Mac. I've been Mac since 2006. Mac Doppler Pro, another commercial program. You also get a, a discount on it if you are a member of AMSAT. 
All right, Tom, it's that time of the evening where we have our uh, homage to Alex Trebek. In the chat room, folks, who has the final Jeopardy response this evening? have to run that entire 30 seconds uninterrupted that's my that's my relationship <laughs> i grew up on that honest, show honest to god because the sony entertainment i uh, have their permission anyway who 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 got this uh who got the final jeopardy response well don there's the only one who did it in the form of a question that's exactly right it has to be in the form of a question and did he get it right yeah who's kepler that is exactly right johnny kepler johannes kepler and uh, Tom is going to host for me tonight at midnight my time, 3 o'clock Eastern. We will decode that white box in the center there, that equation that simply uh, defines the orbit of a satellite. No, we're really not going to do that. All these programs we're talking about do that for you. But Johannes Kepler, that's the first and only time I've known Final Jeopardy in, in decades, in decades. And I have to formally say thank you, Sony Entertainment Network, for letting me use that. Because if I don't thank them, they have really aggressive attorneys. Free information online for you, heavensabove.com, heavens-above.com, n2yo.com, n2yo.com, and our own amsat.org, amsat.org. The first two will give you beautiful graphic representations of passes like this. Amsat will give you that. But that is cool. What you're looking for in this, the center column, you're looking for elevation, looking for the higher elevation passes. As you start, don't do a one, two, three, four, five degree elevation pass. Go for the ones that are 10 degrees or higher. And I see a good one there. 70, yeah, there's a good one there. A 78 degree, you can't miss it. 78 degree pass. 90 degrees is straight up. So this is darn near straight up for this location. Let's look at this pass more carefully. More, it is, all the data at AMSAT is in UTC time. Okay, so it's, it's Greenwich Mean Time. So that uh, I was talking last night to, to the east coast of the United States, which is five hours off of UTC. So that 2341 acquire time minus however many hours you are from UTC will give you your local time. So this pass for, for Guelph, Ontario, Canada, which is phenomenal for them to work uh, tomorrow night, it's going right over, the, right, over their, right over their city. You cannot ask for a better pass. The columns up above, the acquisition AOS acquire on the compass is 233. That's the AOS. You're going to lose or loss of signal at 59 on the compass. This is a southwest to northeast phenomenally wonderful pass for them to listen to and our work. The ISS cross band repeater last night. So just look for the maximum elevation and please don't forget to back out for Greenwich Mean Time. I got used to get calls two, three, four in the morning. Yeah, no, back out, Grant's meantime. The errors I have made and that can be made in all these software programs, these websites, if you put in the wrong location, wrong grid square, or the wrong time of day, you just won't get your passes. So use two sources as you begin. There's two, there's three, there's you know, free sources. Uh, use two of them to make sure that everything's coinciding with each other. On my website, N2YO made a little uh, widget for me. You can tell where 
91, uh, 73, 50, and the ISS are right now in time. Uh, so you can match things up. But use two sources as you begin, just so you don't get... And watch out for daylight savings time, <laughs> if, you're, if your area uh, does that. General procedures, we're wrapping this up, Tom, honest. Listen, monitor your downlink, and SO50 is the exception, but otherwise, if you don't hear it, don't transmit. That sounds weird, I know, but your fellow AMSATers and, and folks who know that a control operator might not, either is or is not working on trying to improve 91 for us or trying to improve 27 for us, your fellow AMSATers, your satellite, I don't say satellite freaks, but those who have been doing it a long time, they'll get on the air. If you're on the east coast of the U.S. or the west coast, there's always, I never use absolutes, there's always someone on the air for you. And then SO50 is the exception, but we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. During the weekends, it's just going to be your call sign, grid square, goodbye. But during the week, off-peak hours, you're going to be able to get a little conversation in. Um, but be prepared just to be courteous and quick. Uh, there are grid, grid square chasers. There are people roaming and going after awards and things. It might just be a really quick contact. How far can you go with these? Well, this is by no means the record. This is just 2,000 miles. We each were using FT-60s. And I, I apologize, we were cheating. We were each were using a full four watts into aero antennas. It was only a four-degree elevation pass from me. That's, that's just 2,000 miles. More recently, just six months ago, um, 3,000 miles. Handhelds from Spain to Nova Scotia. How cool is that? Handhelds, 3,000 miles. Can't reproduce that every day, um, but it can happen. It can happen. We already talked about that. What I take with me to shows, you know, I've got the Kenwood THD-72A. I, I just don't take it with me to shows for the price of that radio, which is a, the last full duplex radio we had as a handheld. You can get two FT-60s and an aero antenna for the price of that. Still have money left over for a, for a Happy Meal. So I take my FT-60 with me, either the aero antenna or the, or the elk log periodic or the shortwave or the uh, tape measure beam and something to protect my SMA connector. Here's how I program for SO50. Don't write this down. It's all at the website. Uh, a lot of satellites require a tone on the uplink. SO50 requires a 67.0 tone on the uplink. And on two meters for transmit, are we accommodating for Doppler on two meters? No, we are not. On receive, look at uh, channel 206, the middle of SO50. It's a little off frequency, but 436.795 is close enough acquire above and work those but what's anybody know what that 74.4 is there for let's say you've worked so 50 the weekends you know it's there you you're comfortable with it you go to the shack at, with a bout of insomnia at two in the morning and you look at the screen and oh my gosh so 50 is going to go over in two minutes you put the parka on you go in the backyard you wait a couple minutes you key the mic and start talking on so 50 no one comes back Shoot it, transmit a 74.4 for a couple seconds, then go back and work it on 67.0. You become the control operator. You turn on its 10-minute timer. And someone north or south of you might not have known how to do that, but you know how to do that. You are the control operator of SO50 in off-peak hours. You think I wasn't scared crudless the first time I did that. Oh, God. It's going to crash in my koi pond. The handcuffs from ham saddle are going to be tight. Ugh. But anyway, yeah, off-peak hours and no one comes back and you know it's there because you've worked it before. 
shoot it at 74.4 and turn it on. Here's AO91. The receive frequency stays the same. The transmit frequency is going to change to the Doppler because it's on the 440 side. These charts are on work, please, 91, daylight only. Let's put this all together. You know when it's going to be there, where it's going to be in the sky. You've got your grid square. You've been to my site or AMSAT uh, or ARIS to get your radio programmed with the proper frequencies. Please use your own call sign. Wait for a break in the action. Key the mic. Kilo 6 Lima, Charlie Sierra, Echo November 9-3. Some AMSAT people get upset when I say handheld or demo afterwards, but it's just 96%. Actually, 96.2% of amateur radio satellite operators are just fine people. No intentional interference. They're going to let you, if you say handheld or demo, it, it's, it's that guy in Texas with 100 watts and a foot switch and the, the Texas hat and the, the brown liquor, maybe back off and, and let you get in there. But saying handheld or demo, perfectly fine. It's only a third of a second of airtime. It's going to be perfectly acceptable. Let somebody else know you're low power and maybe newer to the hobby or new to this aspect of the hobby. So saying handheld or demo in front of groups is, is just perfectly fine. And then once you start working satellites, it is your responsibility to report what you hear or report what you didn't hear that you thought you should on the AMSAT Live Oscar satellite status page. This is all information from you and I as we work these satellites. Blue is good for you to know. This is data that not only tells fellow hams what is up and running to the minute, it also lets control operators here and around the globe know whether or not what they told the satellite to do is working or not. So this site, uh, let's just, just this week, arrow number one is showing you that AO27 is not programmed for us right now. No blues there, but look at number two, AO91. Daylight only, look at all that blue across there. Now, uh, number three arrow is ISS data is the packet station. Look at that, blue all the way across. Number four is the ISS crossband repeater. Look at that, blue all the way across. See those two gaps over there towards the right? Ham gear on the ISS will be turned off when there are spacewalks, EVAs, or when there's a mission heading towards the ISS or leaving the ISS. So just know that this, and you putting in this data will be more accurate than any other source on the web. The sixth arrow is SO50 on most of the time for us. See the couple reds there for SO50? If you don't hear it and you've worked it before and, and you think it, don't be afraid to put what you thought reality was in. Now, this person who put the, the not heard, it was indeed working then. But it might be the sign of something that, that's deteriorating. Uh, this just person just didn't have his, his radio, his received audio properly set up. But it's it's just, if you... If it's contrary, don't be afraid to put it on here. No one's going to give you a ticket or call you up. Number five there is PO101. It's also an easy-to-work crossband repeater, but it's not on 24-7 for you. It's got a strange little schedule. Here's its Twitter feed showing you it's just on for 10 or 12-hour periods of time. So I don't super stress that one while you're getting started because that, that extra factor in the equation to when it's going to be up and running for you. To uh, submit your report, it's a drop-down list of the satellites. You say whether the uplink and downlink were active or not. It reverts to the last 15-minute time period. You can adjust that, your call sign, and your grid square. That donate button goes right to AMSAT, which is a 501c3 for American donation. You qualify for this gorgeous ISS QSL card for just hearing the ISS. If you hear a packet burst, if you hear the crossband repeater, that qualifies you as an SWL, shortwave listener, 
to apply for this gorgeous USL card. Then when you work at Packet, or when you hear SSTV from it, or when you uh, work crossband repeater, you can apply for those different modes. And know that slow scan TV projects that are coming down from the Russian module, that equipment is broken right now, but in the summer we should have it back up. That slow scan TV projects are as easy to hear and decode as holding up your smartphone with a $3 app, just holding it up to your handheld radio and receiving images like this one. No Windows drivers, no sound card, no interconnecting cables. Just make sure your dog or cat aren't in the background barking or meowing because it will interrupt this. But it can be as simple as getting something as, as gorgeous as that. So watch for the slow scan TV projects. You can do it with your stock duck on your HT. That 15 watts coming down for the, from the project is, is just wonderfully clear. The format is PD120. Usually that's a two-minute, 120-second uh, transmission and usually on 145.800. We just sent three, three of these four gentlemen, our amateur radio operators, well-versed in the ARIS equipment. We're going to expect to hear from them. There's our 2-meter 440 antenna on the Columbus module. That's not me. There's our three antennas on the Russian service module. And ARIS has a site of what the status is of the equipment. But that site that you and I input is actually more updated than this. If, uh, if they have an unexpected problem or uh, an outage, TAMS will know about it first. There's your ISS frequencies. That's not a, uh, it's not a typo on the crossband repeater uplink. It is 145.99 uh, with a tone. All the stuff's at uh, worksat.com for you. There's some of the classic HTs, the W32A, that's a true food duplex radio. Remember the FT530 from Yesu? It had the slide-in battery tray uh, for the little memory battery. Uh, but don't go to eBay and buy any of these. You're going to pay 200 bucks for them. The first thing you'll need is a, a new battery, probably, which we buy from batteriesamerica.com. Uh, but yeah, if you find one of these at a swap or the club has one, borrow it and use it for full duplex work. There are more satellites up there. There's more FM satellites. There's more transponder satellites. There's digital satellites. All this information, frequencies, is available for you at amsat.org. Tom, I'm through with part one. Outstanding. Uh, really well, and that's, and that's no caffeine either. I stopped drinking caffeine September 16th. Wow. And you know, uh, I'm getting into. I have lost Tom's audio. Is that my fault? No, I thought it was me. No, Tom, you're breaking up. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes. You can hear me now. Okay. How about now? Yep. All right. Is this a Verizon commercial? Can you hear me now? All right. Well, I don't know what happened. But anyway, hey, Clint, that, that was a great information there. Uh, I think it stirred up a little excitement in some of the people here. And uh, uh, it is so easy for people to get on, very cheap to get on satellite. And uh, let me see. I, I, you know, you showed it in your uh, video. I've got, I've got it right here. Let's see. Look. Look at All this. right. Look at this. There you go right there. That's all you need right there, man. I remember that show. I remember that show. That's we each had need. darker hair. We each had darker hair back yeah, then. Right there. You, all you need is a what a, a Harbor Freight uh, tape measure that you can cut up. 
and uh and, and maybe a few welding rods aluminum welding rods right here and just make you a make you an antenna here look at that and uh it just coax connects to the top of your uh your handy talkie don't use rg8 this is smaller <laughs> and uh hey you'll work the birds man you'll have a lot of fun doing it there now, are plans on my website for a, a, a like that a two meter 440 tape measure beam there's a pl there's plans scouts made one out of barbed wire pieces oh, barbed yeah. wire yeah. pieces and successfully worked the iss with it uh you want to talk about innovation and working on the uh i don't stay on the cheap but yeah barb spare barbed wire pieces out in the backyard who has barbed wire in their you backyard know, that's plant? the thing about ham radio you can you can you can take an old coke bottle or barbed wire or something and you can communicate with it yeah you know yeah it'll also help you out in the zombie apocalypse so uh, well, you, know, you kind of got that's, both that's, bases covered that's true right that brings there. up a point that brings up a point if you travel with a, with a tape measure beam, give yourself three hours at the airport because it is a guaranteed cavity search. Oh, um, no. TSA does, does, <laughs> TSA does not know what those are. Yeah. They well, did not know what an Arduino was when I went. Actually, it's to Orlando last year. Um, well, we're talking. Let's see. Let me, let me see if I can... Uh, yeah, Clint, I really like that switch. hacksaw handle idea. I've got the, oh, shoot, the long arrow. What is that, the seven-element version or whatever? Yeah. And, man, that thing, yeah, it's off balance and everything else. So, yeah, I'm going to have to do the hacksaw handle thing. What is right. what is Sweetheart's name? That's, that's now on your uh, table. Oh, the cat? That's, yeah. um, her name is Shadow, but we call her Rodan. Because her sister is named Godzilla. They're uh, a pair of Maine Coons that I have. Very cool. Very cool. And she, she always has to photobomb the show. That's welcome. That's welcome. Well, I enjoyed uh, having Jeopardy night. We did have one person that uh, at, uh, put it in a question, and he did get the uh, correct answer there. Uh, stay tuned for uh, uh, Squares coming on here a little later.
and I checked. Do I, do I have audio yeah, I, now? I, I've, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. His, I've heard everything. I've yeah. heard him. I, well, you I've heard, heard me. You, you, you heard me on on Zoom link, but okay. Yeah, it's up now. Yeah, I. I oh, okay. I, yeah, hey, I, I made a mistake pushing buttons here. Uh, yeah. So anyway, next week uh, uh, we'll be over talking to you guys about this new product, this Sat product. Again, this replaces your computer. You don't even need a computer to get on satellite anymore. This thing right here brings up all the passes of all the satellites. It 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 puts you in all the correct modes. It uh, it steers your antenna for you. It's going to put your antenna right on the bird the whole time it's passing over. You don't have to do it. And what I was mentioning is uh, here, you can see two rotors here. This is my satellite station I'm putting together, and I, I'm having to use two rotors because uh, two rotors that operate them manually. So I'm having to move the beams up and down, and also left to right. You know, so uh, it's going to be nice once I get the, uh, the the new rotor. The new rotor is the G5500. That's the AZ rotor that will uh, connect to. Uh, it'll connect to this uh, sat box right here, and it will automatically steer the antennas uh, uh, on the uh, on, on the satellite as it goes over. And it's a neat little screen. Uh, this is uh, kind of I think it's it's actually web based. This screen is not even connected to that unit. I just I just log into a a, uh, a URL, and I get I have all my satellite information here. I've got the maps and the path and. And, and the directions it's coming from and what the list of all the next satellites and uh, the frequencies and you can set the Doppler shift. It does everything and we're going to talk about that uh, on the show next week. So it is just really, uh, really cool there. Um, so that's, uh, I guess that's about it. We're going to be talking about that next week. Hey, if you're following our balloons, uh, w, let's see, let me just give you a quick report on that. Uh, if I can, let's see. Uh, right here, it's going to be difficult to do it. And something in, in APRS is messed up. Their tracking looks terrible. But uh, we've got four balloons still up right now. We've got W5KB112, uh, uh, which is right here, if you can see the mouse. Uh, it's probably, it's dark out there right now, but it's probably over the U.S. now. It's been flying for 220 days. Uh, the other one we launched from the northern hemisphere has gone down into the southern hemisphere, which is very uh, odd. Most of them will never do that. And uh, that is this one right, where is it? Uh, 113. It's right over, uh, looks like Argentina maybe, or Uruguay uh, maybe. Maybe Charlie uh, can get his radio turned on and listen for it there over Uruguay. Uh, that one has uh, been flying now over 100 days. And then we've got the two other balloons, one with Glenn's call on it. Glenn's call is right here. And this one has actually uh, been flying now. It was launched in Antarctica. It's uh, kind of broken away from Antarctica. And then this other one here, uh, West 114 with Glenn's call. And then this one's 115. And uh, so, you know, they have, um, they've been uh, flying uh, pretty good right there. You look at it, they, here's the, here's the uh, uh, times, uh, countdown, count up, that uh, our balloons are. This is all on our website. You can go to w5kub.com, click on balloons. The two balloons launched in Antarctica have been up 62 days and 56 days. 
And if you scroll down, uh, you can see uh, the W5KUB1 112. Uh, it's been up 220 days, 13 hours, and 46 minutes. It's just now entering the U.S., making another lap. And then we've launched one behind it. It's been up 103 days now. You can see the maps here, and you can see various information, videos of the launch, and some write-ups about all this if you just go to that site. So that's about all I got Tom, tonight. Yeah. Tom, what accounts, what accounts for the direct, uh, of that immediate change in direction? Is it catching the jet stream and then going in another direction? No, those are, uh, those are some bogus. Uh, uh, let me see how I can explain that. Um, uh, this top one that you're seeing right here, uh, well, that line, it looks like it came backwards across the U.S. and then turned around and went back. That, that, that's incorrect. That line should have circled the Earth, and, and, and it came in from the west, heading east right there. Uh, so uh, sometimes we get into areas where we don't get good data. Uh, we've, got, we've got two different things tracking these. One of them uh, it gets it down to a, uh, um, a six-digit grid square, which gets us into about a two-mile square box. So that's pretty accurate. When we don't get that extra data to get that accurate, I've got another program running that uh, pulls us into a four-digit grid square, and it puts it right in the center. So a four-digit grid square may be, you know, 100 miles in, you know, square. So what happens is if we don't get good data sometimes on on the the very accurate one, and uh, let's say we get a post from there, and then next time we don't get a good post from them, my backup program here is going to grab it and, and throw it in the center of the four grid square box. And, and that makes it look like it kind of moves, you know, back and forth sometimes. Uh, yeah. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, uh, Bill Brown has posted here in the yeah. chat. APRS FI has changed maps from Google maps. And there's an issue across the international dateline with the new maps they're using. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was I was gonna say that it, it happened. If you look at look at this track right here, and you can tell right here at the if you can see my mouse, I'm moving the mouse right there on that top line. I think that's the international date line right there, and you yeah. can see we made a lap, but then it didn't it didn't pick back up and continue. It looks like it went backwards and picked up. So there's something going on with these maps, and and also if you're used to uh, uh, APRS maps. The color and the detail uh, is not there anymore. You can see the maps of the country look just white. So, uh, you know, I, I knew something's going on with the maps, but I didn't know exactly what it was. But uh, thank you, Bill, for telling us that. Yeah. Well, he's saying Google Maps charged them an excessive amount last month, so they had to change to a free mapping service. And he also says the new amateur sondhub.org site also has an issue on the map crossing over the international date line. So they just don't like crossing the international date line. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, and that, that's, you know, in, in APRS, man, um, well, I don't know if there's something I can do to, I need to talk with Todd. Todd uh, was able to last time show us how he could put these saddle, uh, these, uh, these, balloons on a on a google map you know uh, i'm just wondering if i could put together some type of google map of my own and of course i wouldn't get the, you know the million hits a day that aprs gets 
you know. Yeah. You know, maybe I'd maybe I'd get hit, you know, 500 times a day. I, I don't know. Wait. But I'd like to see if I can do something to get my own Google map where it's tracking these things. So uh, that may be something to do. Well, here's another one from Bill. The K4UAH-3 launched first from Antarctica with APRS only. Just showed up again after two months after it crossed back over the launch site where they have the only APRS eye gate in Antarctica. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is this is these these things from Antarctica have done really really well. I'm enjoying these. Yeah, uh, the the W5 KB115 has really kind of hugged Antarctica. It never has really broken loose, <laughs> but uh, it looks like it's starting to get away a little bit now. Uh, if you look at it so I, I don't know man don't know but it, it's been fun watching it and you know this thing's been flying so good i don't even worry you know when i first started flying these years ago man i'd, I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning and go see where is it has it reported you know and but but nowadays man you know yeah i just go get breakfast yeah. and you know I, i'm not worried I, I i have pretty good confidence that it's flying yeah, these guys have flown really, really and well. And with a guy flying 200 and something days now, uh, why shouldn't it fly another 200 days, you know? We're going to have to think about swapping out the crews in flight or something at this yeah. rate. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do that, I think. All right, I'm going to say uh, good night to everybody. It's, uh, we don't, eh, we, we need to go ahead and uh, shut the program down. Thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. And, uh, again, if you're out there on Shorewave on WBCQ 7490, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. This show is about ham radio and shortwave. We're glad to have you. Um, join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB. It, it helps follow the show, and you'll see what we're doing. And you want to tune in direct to the show on Tuesday evenings. 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can tune in by going to w5kub.com. All right. All right. Anything else going on here before we say goodnight? Um, uh, Clint, thanks, man, so much for coming in. You helped start us off on a good track here about Thank satellites. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Thanks for your support, Tom, over these years. Uh, 17 years, 100, almost 160 shows. Uh, having a good time. Having too much fun. Yeah, yeah. 7-3, all. All right, send me three to you. Good night. All right, we'll go ahead. Go ahead and shut the.